and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things mental health, emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. Uh, please do not confuse any of our advice for medical advice. For doctors, we are not. Uh, oh, I've gone yoda already. Apologies. Um, we do like to come at these subjects with a slightly light, lighter-hearted approach than the norm, but please don't think we're trivialising or not taking these uh, these topics seriously because we absolutely do. But because we come at it from a different perspective slightly, that's why we called it Thinking Outside the Box. Okay, and of course, because our last name is Box, in case anyone who listens to the podcast <laughs> had yet to notice. This sounds like a draft. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Should we do this again? No, we're, we're, I've committed now. We're just I'm in, I'm keeping all in. this, yeah? We're keeping this. Let's keep right, it. Yeah, right, let's keep bold, it. Bold, bold choice. Bold. Um, so we're on episode eight. We are indeed. And what's episode eight called, Britt? What? <laughs> <laughs> are you talking about Star Wars? <laughs> I was, for the first time, not going to talk about Star Wars. Well, normally you do the title of the episode. This has gone wrong. Uh, okay, well, this is, it's called Social Media Versus Reality. Yes. And if we do want to extend the Star Wars reference, then episode eight could well divide the fan base. Uh, like the last, the last podcast. The last podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's anyone gets our Star Wars references at the start or they're just sort of skipping through waiting for us to get to the important bit. Probably the second bit, but I will add a side note that Tim is currently wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. Oh my God, I am. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't even realise that. It must be subliminal. My subconscious said, you Sub- know what? Subliminal Star Wars. Brilliant. Um, okay, so yeah, but social media versus reality. Yes. Now this, I know, I, I, I handed over to you for the title, <laughs> unexpectedly as it turned out. Because I know this is one that you really, really wanted to cover. Yes, I did. When we said that we were going to start doing a podcast and we were going to talk about mental health and we were going to talk about all sorts of things that affect us, my first thought was, well, I need to do several episodes on social <laughs> media. So if if we get to the end of this and I'm still not done, um, <laughs> then there will be a part two. Because I have, I have a lot to say about <laughs> social media and the responsibilities of social media and the effects of social media. It's something I feel very strongly about for reasons which I will go into during this episode that you will discover. Um, And I wanted to call it social media versus reality because they are inherently two very, very different things. Yes, there's a lot of stuff online. People always use the term Instagram versus reality, don't they? Yes. I believe the kids do online these days. <laughs> no, and, and I believe it is uh, trendy at the moment. Trendy, to, uh, right. And what I will be posting along with this podcast is my own Instagram versus reality from a picture that we took last year um, yes. that I will be posting with this. But it's more, for me, honestly, I don't believe that Instagram is the main culprit of everything that's going on. I think it's all of it. All mm. of it has its own part to play. Um, mm, yeah, I, I so, told, told you I have a lot of say on this matter. Well, this is the thing. I think you're, you come at it because you recognise the impact it's had on your mental well-being. Yes. Um, and we see it every day. And I think a lot of people are challenged by their social media interaction in, yeah, not necessarily a good way. Um, and, and to be fair, I'm very on board with covering this topic, even though I'm not as active on social media as you are. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But I do see it all the time. And very often... Well, also, you saw it with me. You saw it yeah, within saw our marriage. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, but and but I do have people come to see me who are dealing with um, a horrible term to use, but like social media addiction, yeah. if you like. They're kind of they're hooked on it, and um, you know I've had many clients over the years who who come to see me to kind of try and break that habit. Mm. Um, in fact, the funny story ish 
um, one of the, the least successful sessions I ever did Fabulous. was for this particular topic. When uh, a client came to see me, said they were kind of on Facebook all the time, couldn't put it down. Um, we did the session, thought, oh, that seems like it went well. Um, then about two and a half minutes later, opened up my phone, friend request from Facebook. <laughs> that um, works then <laughs> yeah and I know he couldn't possibly be anywhere else other than in his car driving at the time so, brilliant which is not good yeah so um yeah so it's a it's a bit of a hot topic I suppose is what we're saying yes but obviously please know that this podcast isn't going to be just us bashing social media far from it mm. we both have a lot of good things to say about social media but I believe it's it's like anything you know you too much of a good thing can inherently turn into a bad thing but I think we should we should talk about the the good things first um because as I say I owe a lot to social media Mm. chances are very high you wouldn't be listening to this right now had it not been for social media that's very true isn't it you You built your audience Exactly. You may have, you know, you may have seen this podcast um, mentioned on social media. If, if you if you found it through just Apple or Spotify, hello, hi. I'm not alienating you. I'm just uh, <laughs> just just starting from from a baseline of everything I do and everything I have done in my ten year career, which makes me sound ridiculously uh, old and distinguished. And I promise you, I'm neither. Um, I have done through and with and alongside social media. I built my business on it. I I wouldn't be who I am doing what I'm doing without social media. And I will be forever grateful for that. I think testament to that is the fact that you have been guest speaker at several social media um, conventions and things like that where where people are asking you about how have you done it on social media? How do you build your following? So it's, yeah, you're very, you're very aware of the, the opportunities that, that social media brings and the tool that it is in terms of growing, uh, well, your business, but also your influence, I yeah. suppose. And, you know, to, to an extent as well, yourself, I know you've built a business predominantly offline, but mm. social media has been a massive help in, in the things you've done and, and people finding you and YouTube well, and things like that. Many people listening to this podcast may have found me via my TED Talk, which, you know, I did the TED Talk at the start of 2019 yeah. and it went live online like the later half of 2019 and that's when people started to find my message it was only because it was on social it was on youtube that people could find it and as and as you mentioned obviously we are both we're both tedx speakers we've both done um ted talks you can find them both on uh, on youtube mine is in my prior name Britt wyatt it's called the courage to continue and tim's is up there as well and yours is called how to stop feeling anxious about anxiety exactly but forgive forgive me if i'm wrong but we first learned about applications being open for tedx talks on Facebook. Exactly, that's very true, isn't it? I mean, when you think about it, how much stuff do we find out about mm. because we're on social media? I know you, mm. if you want to know what's going on in in the world in general, yeah. you don't go to the news, I do not. you go to Twitter. Yes. <laughs> and you look at what's trending. So, And that's your finger on the pulse. That's as close as I get. If I want to know something is going on, like even to the point where if we have like, if we have a power cut or something like that, I will look at I will look at the power company's social media accounts before yeah. I will go onto their website. So social media has been a cornerstone of um, the, the past, what would we say, 15 years? Has it been going even that long? I'm sure I, it has. I, I, I honestly don't know, but I, I think, think it sounds about right. I can remember back in 2000, and I want to say it's 2009, um, 
my friend, uh, Ali Hollands, hello Ali, if you're listening, um, she was on Facebook and I was not on Facebook. I was still on MySpace. Hello to everyone who remembers MySpace. Um, I actually learned HTML code because of MySpace. So there you go, I got something else from it. Wow. But I was on MySpace and I was refusing to give up. I was not, I was not having it. I was not giving up my emo fringe and I, I my... I was about to say, <laughs> is that because you were quite emo at the time and that's quite a sacred place for, for the emo, is MySpace, isn't it? And... Ali used to call me um, a conscientious Facebook objector. <laughs> That's the words that she used to describe me because I was like, nope, I'm not having it. I'm doing it. <laughs> and, I, and I was one of the last people that I knew to, to go on Facebook. I was yeah. like, I'm not having it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I went on it and I was like, oh, look, there's people we went to school with. This. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I don't, I don't actually know the average age of the people who listen to this podcast. I haven't looked at that stat. But when... Facebook first came about as in not because way back when it what was it? it was called the Facebook wasn't it and it was just for university students in America oh, yeah. and yeah. then it was rolled out nationwide and when it first rolled out to like nationwide internationally if you will when it first rolled out to just layman's who weren't Harvard university students yes. it was a place to connect with people that you were friends with that yeah. you'd lost friendships with. It was kind of like a Friends Reunited kind of gig. Again, did, super yeah, old, did. ask your parents. What it they did have that vibe, didn't it? Yeah, it was almost like you, you'd get a, you'd get a request to join it from someone you were like, oh, blimey. Yeah, not you, heard you from are them in my contact somewhere, aren't you? Exactly that. And and I read back my old, old, because I've got obviously time hop and Facebook memories and all that. And I will read all the way back at, to my Facebook statuses when I first went on Facebook. And I sound insane. <laughs> it's just... And then there was Farmville. Oh, if anyone remembers Farmville, please just come seek me out okay. and let me know you remember Farmville. I know the name of it. Was that one of the games you could play on Facebook? Yes, and you could like buy vegetables and stuff. It was it was very good. I remember looking <laughs> at Facebook thinking, yeah, it's all right. Obviously, it's got limited scope, though. <laughs> Finger off the pulse. Well, there. you know, and I reconnected with people. I ended up um, reconnecting with a, a contact I have in Canada, where I'm from, who I haven't I didn't hadn't spoken to for a lot of my life. So um, yeah. and and having her in my life has, has changed it immensely. So you yeah. know, we got to reconnect with people. I reconnected with people that I uh, had lost touch with after school. You know, it was a real sort well, of positive, lovely place. Well, this is this is the you know we're talking the upsides of social media. Being able to find the people that you've lost, mm. yeah, and or just connect with people that you want to meet. Yes. You know, you literally. This is why we can get in touch with somebody very quickly these days yeah um is because of social media because everyone is in some way connected to some form of social media and we've just got to find the right platform to find them on isn't it exactly and i mean well you and i uh we started speaking on social media before we'd actually met i do believe i i commented on your cover photo on your facebook profile page you did because it said timbox remedial hypnotist and you said for a minute there i thought it said medieval hypnotist I was trying to give you a suggestion for a better title. <laughs> <laughs> it would, I think medieval hypnotist is terrifying, but, um, but maybe a bit more exciting. So, so it started off with really, really good intentions. And, you know, when I was on it, it was, it was really good. There was a lot of already, even at the start, I can remember a lot of, you know, oh, guess uh, Sarah is thinking, guess she knows who her real friends are now. You know, there was, <laughs> there was already like a lot of that. There was already a lot of playground politics on social media, things yeah. like that. Um, but, but the way I use social media today and the reason why I still think that there is good in it, if that makes sense, yeah. is I use it as a source of inspiration and motivation. 
Mm-hmm. They use it as a source of funny videos and cute animals. Um, <laughs> and I obviously use it as a place to to promote what I do, to promote my business, yeah. to and to interact with people, to yeah, talk to yeah. people. You know, my my Instagram alone, just during this this whole lockdown time, has been a saving grace for me because I mm. know I can put something out there and say, I'm feeling like this. Yeah. And I will get messages back from people all over the globe that I either I might know, I don't know, I've spoken to before, I've mm. never spoken to before, telling me they feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a really nice way of um, you know, keeping in touch with people and and knowing that that you're not alone, that there will you know, there's seven billion people on this planet. Chances oh. are if you're feeling a certain way, someone else will <laughs> feel that way too. Yeah. You know, you know I do I do yoga. I do mm. yoga and the yoga videos I do are on YouTube and the other day I was doing a really old, I say really old, it's only a couple of years old, yoga, one of my yoga videos. Yeah. And I made a note of how many people had watched the video at the start of when I was doing my yoga. Yeah. And then I looked at the number at the end. And that number had jumped up by, I think, 350. Yeah. And that was an old video in the middle of the day. So at some mm. point, you know, whilst I was doing my yoga, 350 other people around the world. Yeah. We're doing it at the same time, isn't it? Or eating crisps, watching. Or eating crisps, you know, all that, all Um, that, basically. But that's a really good point because we talk business terms about finding your tribe. That's Mm. a lot. That's a term that people use a lot. But finding your tribe isn't just about business context. It's about finding the like-minded people, the people who are into what you're into, the people who are sharing a little bit of your experience of of living, you know. Um, And and it's a great way to positively connect with people. Yes. But what I will say is now I know everyone listening to this will at some form in one way or another have experienced a negative impact around social media, Um, be it on on Facebook, on Instagram, be it from someone they know, someone they don't know. But what I want to briefly touch on before we sort of talk about um, more more general terms is that with social media followers Mm. comes social media critics. For every one person that that loves you and thinks you're doing well Mm -hmm. there will be someone who hates you for no particular reason yeah and this is the thing I struggle with because you see it all the time where people who don't necessarily run businesses through social media yeah will post and say things along the lines of well you know they're on social media what do they expect Mm, and it's yeah, like, as well, if that's that's fair game then. Yeah, I expect to be treated like a human being. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and I'm very much you know this. We've had a conversation where if you wouldn't say it to someone in the street, exactly. Yeah, it's the same as like road rage, isn't it? Because we're in our glass cage in our in our car. Mm. We don't necessarily connect with the idea that we're shouting at a human being yeah. if we're getting angry, and it's the same on social media because we see someone post something we disagree with, and of course we feel like we can say it because I'm just saying it at a screen. I'm not saying it at an actual human being. Yeah, and then we don't realise well actually there are human beings you know on the end of these posts exactly i think it's it's worth saying as well the vast majority of interactions that if you put something out on social media the vast majority of interactions if if you're a good person trying to be a good person will absolutely be positive because what happens is the people who like what you're talking about their algorithm on social media is now showing them your stuff because it's in the topic of things they like to see and they like to talk about yeah but you will also inadvertently get people who disagree or who really aren't there to encourage you or to connect with you. No. And I think we've got to sometimes pause for a minute because inevitably we don't fixate on the positive comments, the people that are saying, yeah, I agree, or you're great. No. We don't, we don't dwell on that. We dwell on the people that are saying, no, you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I'm fortunate in that the majority of messages and comments that I get are, are always overwhelmingly positive and people are always really lovely and kind and it's it's fantastic but you can you can be damn certain I can remember nearly every single negative comment I have ever read about myself yeah I and agree. and and here's the thing it's not as if people it's not as if people say it where I can't hear it they will directly message me and say oh you you over there I don't like you and mm. I'm like okay yeah. and they're like no, no no you're not listening I don't like you and I don't like your free content that I have no obligation to look at and I'm like okay yeah. You can scroll on. No, yeah. no, no. I need you to know. It's like, they need me to know they don't like me. And I'm like, cool. Okay, that's fine. This this is the thing. I think I think we have to we have to talk about this. Yeah. Right? Because there's there's a lot of people so I, I I'm on a couple of groups on mm-hmm. social media that are geared around helping people with anxiety and depression. Obviously yeah. I go there because, you know, maybe I can offer some advice. Um, or maybe I can just see what sort of rhetoric people are using. Yeah. Because um, it, it does shift culturally, interestingly enough. Over the 10 years I've been working, the way we talk about these things has shifted. So it's, it's important for me to just at least engage in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but you will, there, there was one on one of the groups, people, somebody put a post, what do you do to, um, what was it, relieve your anxiety or keep yourself busy or something like that? Yeah? yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people in that thread said trolling. Jesus Christ. Like that was what made them feel better. Wow. Um, and, and this is the important distinction here. People that scroll the internet to find things that upset them so mm. they can have a rant about or they can just try and shoot down, mm. they're not happy people. No. Yeah. All, all they're really doing, I, I, I've said this to you many times and um, I try and think this way, if I get a negative comment on something, is that they're probably not putting it because they're saying, I'm really happy, but you're wrong. They're like, no, I'm unhappy, and mm. you seem to be happy with that thing you're putting up there and the thing you're doing. Yeah. And when we don't perceive the possibility of attaining that same level of happiness, yeah. the you know the envy thing kicks in, and then the only option we've got is to try and pull down that person from their pedestal of happiness. Yeah. And not to, not to you know, <laughs> I didn't think this is what I'd be uh, this is what I'd be talking about on this particular podcast, but I will say it because it's true. Um, there is a really awful, evil rhetoric around fat women who are happy. Right. Now, I can I say this, if you, by the way, if you don't know, I am a chubby girl. Like, you can have a look at pictures of me. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm happy with how I look. I'm genuinely, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, you fit. I'm fine. I'm okay with it. But what I will say is that there are some people in their dark, unhappy, unsatisfied corners of the internet that they see a plus size woman living her best life in a bikini, doing what she wants, being happy. And they go, no, no, no. I yeah. shall tear you down today, madam. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's awful. And I have so many friends mm. that, have, that are in the same boat, that have the same thing happen to them. You know, I get it all the time. And the one that I love, the one that, the one that gets me every single time, it's like, oh, that's not healthy. I'm like, oh, I, I do apologise. I didn't see your medical degree there. Would you like to please <laughs> present it to me again? And it's not, they don't care about my health. They care about my health. They'd go on to every single person who posted a picture of them with a cocktail or, you know, doing something yeah. dangerous. And they'd be like, oh, that's not healthy. That's, like, they don't yeah. care about that. They don't care. That's, they just don't like that I'm happy. Yeah, this, that's exactly right. You know, when people saying, no, I feel I should say something because mm. it's wrong for you to promote this as body size or something. <laughs> if you really gave a shit about that, yeah. if you really cared about it, you'd be posting on the the supermodels who have a, an unsustainable body image yeah. and, and that and all the stuff that is 
that is photoshopped to be unrealistic. And like you say, all the people that were demonstrating anything remotely unhealthy, you would be you'd be doing the crusader part and say, yeah. right, I better post on this, otherwise somebody might get the idea that it's okay to be like this. Also, if if telling someone that they were fat made them skinny, if te- if bullying someone and and calling them names did anything positive, I mean, yeah. it doesn't. And this is the thing I've never understood why people think. You know, but I've also had it. I've had it both ways. I've had I've had some. I've had people message me saying, "Oh, you're so fat. Work out something like that." Mm. And then I posted pictures of myself lifting weights, mm. and they I get, um, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing that." And I'm like, yeah. "I can't win." Yeah, no, I, I can't win because you cannot keep everyone happy, and you will always find people when you go out to enough people. I mean, how many? What are you like three hundred thousand people that are on your four hundred thousand on my Facebook? God, is it four hundred thousand? Yeah, four hundred thousand. Annoy me. No, and um, and uh, a modest twenty-two on my Instagram. And there's me with my two and a half. That's thousand. fine. That's fine. You have two and a half thousand wonderful people. The people on my Facebook, uh, they just want recipes. They don't care about me. <laughs> they just want to look at cakes. Again, they don't you, care about my life. You go out to that many people yeah. and you're going to find some people that don't agree with your lifestyle. Or I say don't agree with your lifestyle as if that's their crusade They don't even care. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. They're just, and they're just saying things for the sake of saying things. You know, I will also get, I get messages from like I, I will get messages from older plus size women mm. telling me that my shorts are too short. And it's like, right. no, just because you don't want to wear them, I'm happy wearing them. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's only one person on this planet that you need to keep happy. And that's me. Oh, no, I was going to say it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. So this is the thing. Bullies and trolls, they they fill every part of the internet but and and I what I'm about to say like I need to hear it as much as I need to say it <laughs> I was gonna say this yeah, this, is like we... this is therapy but yeah. it's it's not you it is yeah. absolutely them I'm clapping because I'm really like this is <laughs> what I mean I'm getting now. really really passionate about this because here's the thing you mentioned Facebook groups earlier and I think I have some sort of post-traumatic stress around <sighs> Facebook groups so many years ago I used to run a Facebook group um and it pretty much, I would say single-handedly, but there was there was a couple of other factors as well. But it was the main culprit in me having what I like to refer to as a nervous breakdown. Um, and you saw it. You were there. It was messy. Well, I didn't it wasn't... see it because you were locked in the bathroom. So I, I heard it and uh, I was... You heard the breakdown. Yeah. And, and, I, used to, and I swore <laughs> then that I will never in my life run another facebook group i will never ever and i got asked asked to admin a facebook group not that long ago and i was like no thank you my (laughs) mental health is just carefully on the balance but this is the thing we can i think a lot of people are listening to this and they're probably nodding because they know this everything that we're saying is this is not news to people yeah but we you're right we do have to remind ourselves because when you receive that attack yeah when somebody points at you and says uh i don't (laughs) like that yeah then of course you're going to feel challenged and it's going to be very difficult Mm. because you know when our earliest memories are of trying to keep other people happy with us you know the the earliest times when we're growing up with our parents trying to trying to be all that they want us to be Mm. then when we go to school trying to fit in with a group of people so that we're protected from the bullies stuff like that yeah our key strategies for getting through this life are geared towards people accepting and liking us we we need to forge alliances it's that evolutionary thing you know but a lot of the time, that and that's why when we receive criticism or when somebody points at us and says, I don't like you, then it's so challenging that yeah. even, even when we know all this stuff, of course we're going to experience, you know, at least a twinge 
of damage and at least a, a twinge of anxiety and, and fear about what that might mean. That Absolutely. these people are coming for me now, or something like that. Yeah, well, because you know, I mean, one of my one of my other passions um, that unfortunately I haven't been able to do very much for the past year because of the pandemic, um, but is 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 pole fitness. Yeah. and aerial hoop and yeah. I, I absolutely love doing it and it makes me feel really strong and mm. and I really miss all the pole girls and I miss I miss yeah. going and I'm really hoping it, it'll open up soon but I can remember um I would just post pictures of me doing pole yeah. you know in my shorts and my tank top and and I've had conversations with girls who you know who, every every single person who does pole or does aerial something like that they all look different they all have like different motivations they all have different things they want to do yeah. and uh, the amount of girls that i know that that won't post their their pole pictures mm -hmm. because they're worried about what other people might think yes. and what kind of um connotations that it might it might bring to the table and it's like no 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 you're enjoying doing that Anything that anyone has a problem with is in their mind. And yeah. I, I, I read a quote which stays with me, which I really, really love. And it's, um, I am not responsible for the version of me that lives inside of other, other people's heads. Oh, that's good. You know, I, I, if someone thinks that I'm a certain way, I mean, I know who I am. My friends know who I am. Yeah. You know who I am. Everyone outside of that, whilst, yeah, absolutely, it would be, it would be great if everyone liked me. But when I think about it, I don't like everyone. No, exactly. So yeah. why? You know what I mean. So, but I know I know people as well that are too scared to like start businesses or put themselves out yeah. there because of what other people will think. Yeah. And you know what other people think of you is none of your damn business. Yeah. The, the fear of judgment is one of the things that that installs regret in us. Mm. You know that we don't do it because we wonder what will other people think of me. What will they say about me if I do this? Yeah. You know? And when we post something, posting something on social media is that little microcosm of that, isn't it? Yes. Um, should I put my face out there doing this, or you know, what will people say? And all we end up doing is regretting not having done the thing that we wanted to do. Yeah. And it just it limits us, and it builds a little wall around us. You know. Also, the other thing social media is responsible for is how much we constantly compare ourselves to other people. You know, yep. it's all good and well saying, you know, trolls and bullies are, are an issue, which they absolutely are. You know, we've, we've, both, we've both had people give us shitty comments. Like, yeah. I mean, you got one recently which made me laugh that someone said that your, your bones were too... Um, your, oh. your 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 bones were too strong for you to be as skinny as you are. I was, or I, I was wasting my bones. That Fabulous. Was, I think that was the gist of it. Somebody, somebody somebody put on my uh, my TED talk. Yeah, and it started with I agree about the anxiety stuff, right. and, then and then went on for a whole. That was literally that was the whole comment on the eighteen minute talk about anxiety. Yeah, and then said. But you should, but work out, man. You've got bigger bones. You should be using your frame and, all, and start, don't wear those skinny jeans and tight and tight cardigans and things Brilliant. like that. And I was like, where did where did this come Honestly, from? Honestly, you're too skinny and I'm too fat. Let's just together. I'm sure we're we're perfectly average for the internet. Then that's fine. But oh, yeah. so trolls and bullies have you know are one thing. However, what I think is worse than the mm. trolls and the bullies because once you get to the root cause that they're not happy people and it's not personal against you, they're just desperately reaching out for anything. Once you realise that and put them in their little box where they belong, mm. the other part, the other side of it that's equally as damaging is the troll that lives in your brain uh. who every time you see someone else doing something. Now, mm. here's the thing. Um, before, pre-pandemic, pre-Panini, it was very much, I would see 
people in Disney or people on holiday or people <laughs> with all of their, you know, multitudes of friends and doing this and doing that. And then there'd be me sitting at my desk on my own in the <laughs> rain. And, and I would compare myself, oh, my life is my life is shit because their life is good. And my life's not mm. like that. And I would constantly compare myself. And then during the pandemic, there was a brief period where we were literally Dunkirk spirit all in this together. Yeah. And then people started, you know, learning hobbies and doing this mm. and doing that. And then you suddenly felt like you weren't, doing the pandemic right yeah you weren't using your time in yeah lockdown. you weren't using your time wisely so there every, no matter what happens you constantly look at social media and you compare yourself yeah. and comparison is the thief of joy oh we... i was gonna say that <laughs> one i can't believe it you beat me. i think you've heard me say that i think that's why you said that i think yeah. you saw it on a poster in a novelty shop once or i might have seen it <laughs> On the internet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> on, social on social media. media. No, so that, it does stick with me that one. Though. Yeah. It is a good one, and it absolutely is because there's no need to. I mean, can I just point out as well? I'm saying all of this stuff. I'm talking about all this stuff very passionately because I've had a coffee and I feel <laughs> I feel a certain way. But please know, listeners, I need to hear this yeah. as much as I'm saying it. Yeah. Just this week, I put on my Instagram that I was feeling like everyone had it figured out except for me. You know, Tim and I talk about these things, but we're not immune to them by mm. any stretch of the imagination. And that's why I think we can talk about them, because we know exactly how it feels. I think this is why you were so passionate about doing this topic, because this is still a constant. Mm. This, this doesn't go away, you know, no. the, these sorts of uh, these sorts of responses and feelings. And it's like when I when I first got any sort of attention on social media, like with my, my, my TED talk, and I saw some negative comments coming up now and again. Yeah, it's really the first time that happens. It's so difficult because you thought you sort of think, well, how can anyone have a problem with what I'm saying? Little me, really. <laughs> and then and then you get you know ultimately you you get a slightly thicker skin and, yeah. and you get desensitized a little bit to it. But it doesn't mean that there isn't that thing that somebody could say at a certain time mm. that would absolutely cut to the bone when mm. when you hear it. So I, I don't think any of us are immune to this. No. But you, when you say about comparison, though, there is a point I want to make about that. There's a reason why we compare ourselves negatively to others. And that's because we see only other people's highlights. We only see the things that people post on their social media, which the majority of which will be the stuff they want us to see. Yes. The stuff that's like, here's my finished product, if you like. Yeah. yeah? Whereas we see all of our own outtakes, all of our behind the scenes stuff, all the stuff that goes wrong, all the stuff that we're thinking that isn't great, that we wouldn't put out there, all the mistakes that we make. We compare our outtakes to other people's highlights yeah. and we don't measure up so well. Mm -hmm. yeah? And it's not because we're not doing as well. You know, you might look at that person and say, they seem to be absolutely bossing life and I seem to be struggling right now. Yeah. But you're not seeing their struggle no you're only seeing your own and their perspective funnily enough is exactly the opposite yeah they look at your highlights and they say they seem to be doing better than me somehow i think it was um winston churchill that said something about um success is going from failure to failure with um without losing enthusiasm and oh, nice. and i think i think that's i paraphrased there <laughs> um but that's a very good point is that we are gonna see people who seem to, and, and what they're doing seems to demotivate us because we don't seem to be able to do it as well. Exactly. And yeah, But we're all making mistakes. We're all failing repeatedly. Every day, every single person on the planet makes some sort of mistake. And it's about, do we take that, do we take the truth from that that is, oh, look, I'm that person that makes mistakes? Or do we decide to say, right, that's good, I've learned something. Yeah. I've just grown today. I think this is the, one of the reasons why... If you follow me on Instagram you'll and watch my stories, you'll know. If you don't, I'm at Brit Marie Box. Come follow me. Um, but this is one of the reasons why on my stories, on my social media, I will be very, very honest yeah. about 
how I feel about what life is like, about, you know what, things are a bit shit today, or you know what, like this is happening. Don't get me wrong, the photos that you see like on my grid, they're my, you know, filtered and polished and hello, exactly, here we yeah. go. But my stories, I wanted just to save one little corner of the internet where I wanted people to know that everyone doesn't have it figured out. Yeah. Everyone absolutely does not have it figured out. Like you might think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure even Beyonce doesn't have, doesn't have it all figured out. You know, she's she's got a lot of people helping her figure it out. Yes, she has people that are employed to figure it out for her. Exactly, <laughs> and you know, we, I mean, we're all we're all just getting by, yeah. and and that's the thing I think people don't necessarily think. And the, one of the good things about um, people talking more and more about mental health awareness and, you know, the phrase, it's okay not to be okay. Like, I can remember when that sort of started coming out and I was like, mm. oh, that's a bit cliche. But as we've said before, cliches are cliches. They're true? Because they're true. And and I've, uh, you know, I've really sort of, um, I've really appreciated that sort of movement coming out where you can say, because I can remember not that long ago, probably, what, uh, five years ago, I would not post anywhere anything other than look at my amazing life, isn't it great? Yeah. Not because I wanted to show off, but because I wanted to keep up. I wanted to keep up with everybody. And it's only been in recent years, I reckon maybe the past three years, if that, maybe four, where I've been completely honest. So um, for those of you who don't know, I started, uh, my career started with a baking blog, with a humble baking blog. And the reason why I think that that gained any kind of traction is because I was very honest about it and I would post when uh, when I messed my baking up when things yep. came out raw when I dropped things and I would post these awful pictures of hey look I'm learning the same yeah. as everyone else but I didn't extend that courtesy to personal life no. I'm, I I just did it in a in a business point of view and and the minute I kind of freed myself to to be vulnerable and to sort of yeah to sort of say, you know, it actually really helped me as well as, you know, uh, people who messaged me telling me that, that my posts helped them. This is the thing, I think, we said this before, that I see how many people message you or interact with your content uh, and they talk about how inspiring it is to see. And you've said to me before, many times, you've said, I don't get it, I don't think I'm very inspiring, I don't think I'm very motivated. <laughs> she said in her Udi, yeah. eating digestives <laughs> on the sofa. <laughs> Which inspires me. I don't know what you mean. Um, but anyway, but the point being is that people aren't inspired by the people who seem to have it all sorted out and seem to be breezing it. We're inspired mm. by the people who haven't got it all worked out, but they keep going. Yeah. And, and that's what you put out there. And I think that's why you're, you're so inspiring to people. Oh, stop it. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying this to try and make you feel good. I'm just saying it because this is how it is. You yeah. know? And, and I would rather we talk, spoke about good and bad stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just see that's that's what it is because mm. there isn't a single human being on the planet who doesn't have those times when I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I can put one foot in front of the other today. And yeah. that thing comes in and it's just it touches that nerve, and before you know it, you're struggling. You yeah. know, so I think it's important. And it's it's always at those times that you log onto social media and you see people not struggling. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you're noticing now. You're yeah. just seeing that um that that paradox, aren't you? That that comparison, that unfavourable comparison. Um and it and it happens. But it like you say, it's important that we all remind ourselves and each other yeah. that struggle is part of the journey. Yeah. You know? And well the last the last sort of negative sort of thing that I just wanted to talk about yeah. is that how social media is such a time thief. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So I so TikTok is the one that gets me. But yeah. I, I, I uh, the TikTok the TikTok you know the TikTok. Um, but I I watch TikTok for TikTok does make me feel good, so I don't feel too bad about about scrolling. I always laugh when I come off, even if you don't understand. I, I know half nothing the of things TikTok. I, show I am, am forty eight years old. Oh, don't I, tell I, everyone you look young. I've I been th- lying to everyone <laughs> and telling you you're in your late thirties. I believe it's actually illegal for me to be on TikTok at this age. I, I think don't... you are too old to be on TikTok. Um, but I do find that like. You will be sitting there. I mean, and we, again, I say this because Tim and I are both guilty of this. We aren't saviours in this. We aren't, you know, this is very much do as we say, not as we do. We're working on it ourselves <laughs> all the time. But you find that that you're sitting there and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're scrolling. And then before you know it, half an hour is gone and you know, oh, you know everything about what's going on in the local village group. And you know everything <laughs> about that person who you went to school with that you've not spoken to in 12 years. You know that they've mm. just got a new dog or they're doing, you know, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, you still haven't done anything you're going to get done today. (laughs) And then, and then, what happens is, so this is this is my lineage, anyway. Oh, I'll just I'll just go on social media quickly, and then half an hour later, I'm scrolling, I'm finding out all these things that I just don't care about, (laughs) and then I come off of it, and not only do I feel rubbish that everyone else is doing stuff and I'm not, Mm. I also then feel even worse because I've just wasted half an hour I could have been doing something actually productive with my time. Yeah, something that would make you feel good about you at the end of it. Yes. And and I don't make, I I get it. Sometimes we just want to look at silly videos and have a laugh, and I know you really enjoy, you get a lot from it. You're going back there because you get a lot from it. But it is that kind of addictive response. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your speciality. This is your area of um, Mm -hmm. expertise. We watched a thing, I can't remember what it was called, on Netflix about social media. Yes, it was called The Social Dilemma. Oh, might have been it. Yeah, Social Dilemma. But they said that the constant um, pulling down to refresh, it's Mm. like, uh, it's an anticipation of a dopamine hit. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Mm. So our our mind responds best to immediate reward. Mm. Okay, this is why we might feel bad and we might say, I want to I want to stick to my diet, but then when we feel bad, we'll eat the cake because it makes us feel good in that moment, even though it messes up our long-term goals, yeah? So mm-hmm. we, we do that thing of just, what, what can I have in the moment? And it's we say, like, I'll, have, I'll have that one glass of wine, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, I have heartburn and I have a hangover. Well, exactly, all the things that we'd conveniently forgotten about. <laughs> um, but, and, and this is the thing, so um, we chase it. That's what it is, and so social media, it's designed to give us that response in our brain so that we need more, we need more, we need more, we need more. Mm. And that's why we scroll. That's why we keep looking for that next hit. Mm. So we scroll through the stuff that we don't like. Yeah, we, we might take it in, but we'll go. We'll be. We're trying to find that thing that gives us a little bit of a, a bit of a buzz. A little bit of a, a, like you say, that dopamine hit. And I think the notification button looks as bright and bold as it does because it's meant to be like come in it's like yeah. the siren call of the social media but this is the thing like any addictive substance we need more we need more we need more you know we we kind of we get used to it and yeah. we need a bigger hit a bigger hit a bigger hit and that's why we spend more and more time on it and we just fall down the the scrolling well <laughs> and before we know it we're, we're sort of well you know we're a bit lost well one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this specifically this week actually is because I had seen a lot of uh, a lot of posts where people were talking about you know Instagram versus reality here's a picture I edited here's what it looked like before so so I wanted to talk about that and I also wanted to talk about it because I personally have taken some proactive steps um to to try and fix it for myself because Mm -hmm. I didn't like Basically, at the moment, you know, we're all a bit, we're all a bit bored. We're all a bit. There's not much to do, and I yeah. find that inevitably, when I have less to do, I spend more time on social media. When really, 
I want to write more. I want to read more. Right, I want yeah. to go on more walks. I want to do all these things that I don't end up doing because I end up scrolling. So I needed to to have an intervention with myself. <laughs> Did you sit yourself down? Did you I, surprise yourself? I sat myself down. I put up a banner that said, <laughs> Brit, we need to stop this. You lied to yourself and told yourself you were just coming over for a coffee. Yeah. And then There'd you jumped out yes. and surprised yourself. I did, I did exactly that. And... Um, and I and I've done some steps that have and I I've only, bear in mind these steps have only been in place for the past week. So if you're listening to this in a year, this might all be moot. But <laughs> you might have forgotten. I might have forgotten. It. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about this to say the steps that I have taken in the hopes that maybe they will help somebody else. And we've yeah. got some sort of other tips, haven't we, for for managing social media? Well, this distresses. is it. We are we are going to go through. We are, this is you know we make we make minimal notes. It should be said when we're doing <laughs> this, this podcast, but we do have a note in terms of we, we've kind of we brainstormed about seven things yes. we, that we thought you know these these would probably help us help other people that sort of thing yeah and we've we've probably implemented some of these at, at some point you know so we have tried it out but we don't do all of them now because you know different people different strategies that yes. kind of thing but I do I do just want to make one fun before we go through how to how to manage and, and lessen the impact of social media yeah. negatively on you I just want to say one final thing about social media and the reason why we are currently living on what we might refer to as an anxious planet, mm. okay? And this was sort of touched upon in that, that documentary as well. Um, our brains haven't actually evolved <laughs> to take in all of this information <laughs> that we're taking in. Yeah, so we evolve over thousands, millions of years. Yeah. yeah. But technology has evolved in the last 50 years, and in particular the last 20 years, yeah. at a ridiculous rate. I think we said before, didn't we, that we looked it up, our, our brains are still exactly as they were in like the Tudor times. Yeah, exactly. So it's like giving Anne Boleyn a Facebook account. Which already I'm excited about, thinking <laughs> of conceptualising that. <laughs> but the, the point, yeah, this is the thing. It's, it's like, so we're not actually meant to be absorbing this much input no. at once. So managing what we actually do take in isn't just, oh, I think I'll feel better if I do it this way. It's No, no, seriously, your brain is getting overloaded. Yeah. People are overwhelmed because yeah. they've got too much information coming in. So we have to limit and restrict the amount coming in so that we can, you know, allow space for, like you were saying, the creative, creative stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, being us. And this is the other thing as well. The, the whole, what I would refer to as the baby's dummy response of social media. Give me more input, more input, more input. I need yeah. more, I need more. It's the thing that we're taught when we're a baby, when mm. we feel bad, so we're crying, and somebody gives us something to make us feel good. Here's yes. a dummy, yeah. here's a sweet, here's a toy, here's a hug. And it solves our problem. Yeah. Because as a baby, we're not, we don't tend to be thinking, oh no, where's my career going? What's this relationship <laughs> like? You know, then Although my, my friend has had a child and I keep asking, like, when's it going to contribute to society? When's it going to get a job? Well, I mean, this is, that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? And, and I feel like it's like, so we go through this, this period where all of our problems are solved by just give me something nice. Yeah. But then, of course, we become an adult and our problems aren't instant fix solution based. They're, they're literally, I, I now need to work, you know, uh, long term to build a better life. Or I need to do this. I need to chase down this goal. But it yeah. isn't just here's some here's a here's your latest dummy. You know, this is why we get hooked on cigarettes and drink and, and uh, cakes and things like that. Because and we're going, fly bags. Yeah, because we're going for that dopamine hit. And this is why we get addicted to social media as well, mm-hmm. because we're just going for that instant dopamine hit. But what we miss, and this is this is getting a bit philosophical here, <laughs> is that our long-term uh, meaningful happiness doesn't come from the little dopamine hits. Mm. Our long-term meaningful happiness comes from, it doesn't come from what we have, where we are, who we're with. It comes from 
who we are. Yeah. It comes from the ability to look in the mirror and say, I'm glad I'm me. Yeah. And and I'm I'm glad I'm me because of this and that and that. And understanding and this is why when we create, when we do something that kind of um contributes yeah. to our development, uh the enhancement of the self, the self-esteem, that's why that becomes the most valuable form of happiness because it's it's a constant, you know. All of these things that are transient, you know, what we have, where we are at the moment, what we're doing today, yeah. they all pass. The one thing that remains constant is I will always wake up as me. Yeah. You will always wake up as you. So the work we do on finding the best version of ourselves is always going to be the most valued and the most valuable. Well, social media won't be around forever, but you've got to live with yourself for the rest of your life. Exactly. And it's not going to say, here lies Brit, she had 10,000 followers. You know, it's it's not it's not going to say I, that. I would agree with that, although stranger things have happened. Oh, don't worry, it sounds like a Black Mirror episode, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, you get rated, hey, well you've done in life by how many followers you ended up with. Well, I'll, I'm glad I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see the final tally. Um, okay, so anyway, moving swiftly along, let's talk about our seven top tips for managing and minimising the impact da, da, of social media. Um, I don't know what change you're singing. I was trying to sing the Top of the Pops theme tune and then I instantly remembered that I couldn't remember how it went. I was going to say that was not Top of the Pops theme tune. That was <laughs> Brit's made up tune for, uh, I don't know what for. <laughs> anyway, right. So um, first one. Coming in at number Coming in at number one. Um, this was your one that you, yes. you put what in place in the last week. Yes. I can't read your writing. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not upside down no. from where you are. Oh, um, yes. Putting time limits on your phone yeah. so I have an iPhone other phones are available but on my <laughs> iPhone I can go into the settings and I can set time limits for things because what I was finding was as I said I was being stolen of all of this time now I I love to read I love reading books just as much as I love writing about things like it's literature is, is really important to me and I normally read about 20 26 books a year maybe 30 if I'm really if we go on holidays you know I read a lot mm. of books and last year for the whole year I think I read two mm. now I know my mind was preoccupied with pandemic and I went through a phase where I couldn't read things it was the way I described it is the words wouldn't go past my eyeballs they oh, wouldn't yeah. go into my brain so I didn't get a chance to read but now the way I'm thinking is okay instead of spending half an hour scrolling on Facebook reading things I don't care about I can read for half an hour yeah. and I can read something I know I care about, you know. So I'm trying to limit my time on social media so that my my brain says to me, no, 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 instead of that, go pick up a book. Yeah, yeah. So what I've done is I've implemented time limits on um, the two that I spend the most nothing time on, which I will call it, um, of Facebook and Twitter. Right. And I've set a limit of 20 minutes for the day. So when you say you've set a limit, yeah. you've not set yourself a limit, you've put it on yes, your phone. I've put it on my phone. So what happens is when I have spent... 20 minutes and I do believe it's combined when yeah. I've spent 20 minutes on Facebook and Instagram um, it kind of closes the app on me mm -hmm. and comes up with a little uh, hourglass and says time limit your time on these is up yeah. now I can if I want to press uh, ignore I can say, I can press the give me one more minute give me 15 more minutes yeah. blah 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 I can do all of that but I find that just a notification coming up on my phone saying time limit is enough of like a pattern interrupt for me yeah. to go oh yes get off this that's it you go do something valuable. i wasn't going there with any specific purpose i was just hitting that button i always yeah. hit yeah yeah, yeah exactly. so it kind of it kind of stops you just in your tracks this, this all this stuff depends on your subconscious being programmed into habits hmm. and i i've done this i found myself doing it this morning 
where I went around my socials just to check about notifications, all the things that we do. Yeah. And then I started going around again. I was yeah. like, hey, why, am I, why am I going around again? It's yeah, been yeah. like 30 seconds. Nothing's since I changed. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, you've just got like fixated on that pattern. That loop. Well, that's yeah. what I do. So, so my loop, I would check Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So I would do that. The reason I haven't included Instagram mm. in that um, in that list is because I use Instagram the most to promote my business. I really enjoy posting stories. Yes. I really enjoy watching other people's stories. And it's something we'll go on to in a minute. I think it's... Um, and it's one of the points, but I've curated my Instagram um, feed in such a way that it doesn't it doesn't tend to impact me negatively. But mm. it's things Facebook and Twitter massively do, especially at the moment. It's been God, we're in uh, March 2021 for anyone listening to this in a different time, and it has been the heaviest of weeks for what feels like women, especially at the moment. Yeah. And reading the news and reading social media has been really hard for me yeah. at the moment. And reading the way that some people are reacting, and it just yeah, too much. It was too much for me to handle. And, it, and I, what I found was if I'm scrolling through my phone, if I put my phone down and I feel worse after it, yeah. that's when I know something has got to change. Yeah. So I've put these time limits in. I've also set a time limit for between 10 p.m. and 7 a.m. So again, between those times, if I try to go on my phone, it tells me, no, 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 you're not supposed to be doing that now. And I go, yes, you're right. And I put it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little prompt, isn't it? It's a yes. little voice that says, are you sure you want to be doing that? The other day, I needed to check something that I could only find the information out on a Facebook group that I was in. Yeah. So I did say, oh, give me one more minute. And then I went and found that bit of information that I needed. I think it was a discount code or it was something like that. Yeah. And then I came off it and that was that. So It I was do... a discount code to buy something, was it? <laughs> you do surprise me. Um, I, I'm Anyway, <laughs> but yes, setting time limits, if that's something you can do on your operating system on your phone, I highly, highly recommend yes. it. Even if you set it and you end up, you know, half the day you ignore it, but the other half of the day you don't, that's still a, a big step. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's a great one. Um, second one, um, we do this together. We started doing this when we were having date. You remember when we used to do date nights? Oh, when, when we, we left could, the house. When we left the house. I remember um, leaving the house. The second one is actually have time away from your phone. Yes. So when we went out on dates, I would leave my phone at home. Yeah. So that I didn't find myself scrolling. If you've ever done that, by the way, it's amazing how often you go to reach in your pocket <laughs> to pull your phone out. Yep. Just to fill in a little bit of nothing time. So yep. you'll pop to the loo and rather than just sitting there either in the restaurant or in the cinema, wherever yep. we are, just taking in what's going on in the world, I'll be straight into my phone. Looking at your phone, yeah. You know? And it's just, I know it's a, it's a bit of a stark awakening when you realise that. Now, I do appreciate there will be people who maybe have kids who maybe can't, um, you know, be away from their phones completely. But to them, I say, like, if you're going out as a pair, maybe only one of you take the phone yeah. um, for emergencies and, and make sure, you know, keep it in your bag, like keep it, keep yeah. it somewhere. The big one for me, when you, if you go back, when we go back to restaurants, I remember restaurants, when you go back to a restaurant, what I'd like you to observe is something that I observed is I would like you to see how many phones are on the table. Yeah. I don't care if they're facing upside down. Mm. That doesn't count. Your phone does not need to be on the table. Unless you are on call, unless mm. you are an on-call paramedic, funeral director, you know, something like that where you need that, that picking up the phone is literally an emergency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you've left kids at home or something like that. Unless it's you know the phone call that you might get is going to be an emergency, your phone does not need to be on the table. Yeah. Also, how many people are at a table with like a group of people? Or there's a couple, and they're on their phones. They're both on their they're phones. They're both on their phones. And it's like, what that's saying, 
I'm not getting enough stimulation from, from where yeah. we are and what we're doing. So I need to find it elsewhere. Yeah. And, and okay, I get, yeah, like you say, if you actually, I'm, I'm waiting for this important email coming in, I need, just need to check yeah, that. Yeah, or a key workout or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. But that's not what it is, is no. it? It's just people scrolling. And where I'm as guilty as this as anyone. So it's not like I'm saying, I'm wagging a finger at people and saying, you need to no. do better, people. I'm trying to be better at this. Yeah, yeah, this exactly. Is... And, and it's, it's where our brains now mm. have been conditioned to require that yeah. constant dopamine hit, that constant fix. One of the last times we were out, there was a group of four... Um, probably 20-somethings, I would say, before 20-somethings, not, you know, not far from us on the table, all four of them, heads down on their phone. Yeah. And it's like, why bother coming out for dinner together? Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. the point? You know, you, so, so that sort of thing. So, yeah, when we say time away from your phone, just, like, time away from it. Just yeah. stop touching it. Just, yeah, just no, leave exactly. it alone. Absolutely, forever. absolutely. And, and as you say, you rightly say, if you really need a phone there, we've done that before, you've had your phone in your bag. Yeah. And again, it is just that, it's not like you would just reach for it, you'd have to go into your bag to get it. So yeah. it stops that unconscious checking yes. going on. That's the important thing, isn't it? Um, okay, third one, no phones in the bedroom. By the way, I should say, all of these things we're talking about, some of these might work for you, some of these might not. We're just throwing you a load of things. Some mm. of these we do, some of these we don't. Yeah. yeah. So the third one is not having your phone in the bedroom. I've seen a lot of people talk about this because they find themselves last thing at night and first thing in the morning mm. scrolling their phone. Or people who post at three in the morning saying, can't sleep, get off your phone, yeah, yeah. am I help? <laughs> Looking at your phone messaging isn't, isn't helping you. It's, this is the thing. You said this a minute ago. How often do you get off of your phone having checked your social, I just check my social media before I go to bed. Are you going to feel better after you've checked Facebook to see exactly. what, what's going on at the moment? Or are you probably going to feel worse? Is it going to, it's probably going to ignite your mind into certain thoughts. And then you'll struggle to sleep. Exactly. And then it gets in the way of you sleeping. This, so. this isn't something that, that we do, but I did see a tip that was like, don't charge your phone in your room. Because yeah. everyone plugs their phone in their room and then, but you know, I know some people use it for their alarm. I appreciate that. Some people use it, you know, because you, you use it for your, your alarm on yeah, your yeah. phone. But if you can charge it in a different room basically if i had a problem with my phone and checking it too much at that time i would get an alarm clock you know yeah. these things exist yeah, yeah we're not i know our phone right it's it's our banking it's our emails it's our camera it, yeah exactly it's got everything on it yeah so it encourages us to keep holding on to it and keep it right right by our side yeah it's like our lightsaber you know it's our Christ. i've gone back to star wars sorry um <laughs> That, well, I Can I just point so out, long. just very briefly, the other day you called me a Star Wars nerd. I know, and what I've done, I feel, is um, I've joined you in that reality just to, just to connect deeply with you. So if, if you find that you are checking your phone too much at night or you're on it at three o'clock in the morning, just try charging it in another room. Yeah, it's, it's easy done and it's, it stops you doing that thing of last thing before you roll over checking your phone and also that probably the worst thing is when you wake up, right, I'm going to check my social media. I'll open my eyes, and yeah. my eye, the first thing they see is going to be my social media. I did actually, this is hilarious, because I did actually see one tip on social media about this, <laughs> but it was um, for the first hour of the day. Mm. Just don't go near it. This is like, exactly. You don't need to be looking at it for the first hour of the day. You need to be waking up, you need exactly. to be sorting out your day, you need to be doing all of that. You don't need to be scrolling. Even anything. people saying, but my phone is my email, it's my business, you don't need to be doing it as soon as you open your eyes. No. You know, you need to have a sort of easing yourself into the day period. Waking up period. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right, fourth one. Um, and this is one that one of our friends does periodically. Um, take a complete social media break. Ah, you're talking about Kira. I am talking about Kira. Oh, good friend Kira. Hi, Kira, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, yeah, who comes up, well, oh no, because she does listen to podcasts. I was yeah, going to say. She... <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a bit of a moment there. Does that mean she's not listening? Um, 
Yeah, take a complete social media break. So, yes. you know, just, just get rid of it completely and, yeah. and take, you know, obviously a let sabbatical. your friends know so they don't wonder where the hell you've gone and yeah. they start to send out search parties for you, Yeah, uh, as has happened with us before. <laughs> I'm not going into that. No. So, <laughs> so I know that I know that there will be some people like obviously myself and Tim who run our businesses through social media that for us that's just not plausible. It's not it's mm. not possible. Um I do take social media breaks in a sense that some some weekends I just I'll be like, no, I'm not gonna post this weekend. Yeah. Or if we're on holiday, I tend to to not use it at all during the day, but because I wanna, you know, be like, Hey, look here, I am on holiday, I will do like a photo spam upload, you know, at the end of the day, or yes. you know, or when we get back. Actually, someone Someone uh, I, f- I follow doesn't actually post at all at weekends, mm. and then on a Monday we'll post pictures going, "Here's what I did at the weekend," yeah. you know, and so she'll be completely yeah. off it at weekends. Well, so. I know that when we went on our first holiday, and mm. I was very sort of um, nervous about being disconnected from my business for yeah. a week because obviously, you know, you do day to day management of your business, so it'd be weird to be seven days out of your business. And I wasn't happy just putting a "I'm away for seven days" message yeah. on. And so we worked out that okay. Side note: I, I hate out of office emails. Oh, I do as well. Yeah, that's, it's a real, it's a quite a bit of a bugbear of mine. Don't get me on it because. Uh, um, Should we do a different podcast just on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd almost rather you just took an extra week to get back to me rather than I got an out of office email. Because <laughs> you always get them. They say I won't be in the office until seven a.m. on Tuesday morning. And it's like Monday evening. I'm like, you don't need to do an out of office email just because you've gone okay, home for the day. Okay, all right, babe. It's okay. It's anyway, okay. sorry. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so when we were on holiday, we found it worked where we just left our phones in our room. Yes, but then in the safe. Yeah, in the, in the safe, safe, obviously, yeah. And then we'd come back after a day at the beach. Mm. Oh, I remember days at the beach. Um, and then we would we'd check our emails. And we do. Yep. I, I remember I would do like half an hour to 45 minutes of just managing my business. Just yes. sort of getting back to emails that need to get back to or and filing away the things that I don't need to get back to, you know. And I would do half an hour, 45 minutes of posting beach pictures. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> How our lives are similar yet different, um, and and it just it just worked. It enabled me to completely switch off from all of that stuff. Yeah. Whilst we were on, so when we say take a social media break, it can literally be like say a weekend, a yeah. day. It mean, yeah. it just takes some time where you're not filling your head with all of that social media input. Yes. Um, number five, I think you're going to be um, talking about this one. Uh, don't be afraid to unfollow people. Yes, honestly. So I, <laughs> I'm very much like okay. If you are like me and you're very much like, oh, I can't unfollow them. If they find out I've unfollowed them, then I, I worry they'll take it personally and I don't take them. Yeah. There is a hide button. Let me tell you that. <laughs> you can mute people. You can hide them so that you're not unfollowing them. Because I have muted, I'll be completely honest here, I have muted and hidden hundreds of people. Yeah. Like people I know, people I like, people I enjoy spending time with in the real world. But not people that make me feel bad mm. you know so so if if there are people that that I follow that make me feel like I'm not good enough I'm not doing enough and it's not their fault you yeah. know it's not their fault at all and and this is why I wouldn't unfollow them this is why you know it's actually people that I know people that I like but mm. I'm very much of the opinion and the understanding if someone else's social media feed makes you feel a certain way then it is your responsibility to protect and safeguard yourself yes now here's the thing this circles right back around to the first thing we were talking about really about like trolls and bullies mm. the difference is whereas someone who doesn't understand how to grasp their own um 
responsibilities in life yeah. will see someone's social media feed that they don't like they will lash out and say I don't like you yeah. I see someone's social media feed that makes me feel a certain way and I go oh, you know what I'm just going to hide them yeah, um, so you don't see that so content so I don't see that content yeah. because it's up to me I get to decide what content I see and what content I don't with the exception of obviously sponsored ads which listen to me 24 hours a day they do, they they? do. but you know but it's up to me to put that wall up it's not up to me to go into their house and say I don't like what you're doing stop it because they're doing what they want to do. yeah exactly that's absolutely perfect point there and i think this is this is the thing if you interact with that yeah that thing that you don't like or that is annoying you facebook's going to show you more of it tomorrow yeah because you've engaged with it and, and the algorithm says okay you like this content let me show you more of it yes um and th there is a downside to this that when we only engage with stuff that we like it becomes like an echo chamber mm. and then if we're only engaged with political you know we, we get kind of a distorted view of, of yes. the, the world's opinion but i think it's important like you say that if you don't want to get upset by people that you know and care about who might have different, I don't know, political views than yeah. you, then then just don't engage with that content. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need to engage with your friends on social media in the same way you would if you were out for a drink with them. No. So I mean, this is why I'm very much of the opinion of if it's people that you're friends with in real life, if it's people that you know you've known you've known since you were at school, if it's people, you know, it doesn't matter. If what they're putting on social media makes you feel bad about yourself, you are well within your rights to hide them, to unfollow them, to go however far you want. Like, if people look at my stuff and they're like, oh, actually, I don't like what she's doing, mm. hide me, mute me, unfollow yeah. me. I really don't mind. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. Whatever you need to do for you is the most important thing. So what I've done is I've, I've unfollowed people that I don't know and that make me feel bad. Because, you know, there was a time when I was, I was following loads of... Um, like bodybuilder women because this mm. is when I was lifting weights and I was and I was really getting into it and yeah, yeah. but whereas I'm not in that frame of mind right now I found that looking at their content whilst it was incredible and they were doing amazing yeah. and more power on you go girl it was making me feel oh you're not doing enough mm -hmm. so yeah. I had to I came away from it and then these aren't people I know so I unfollowed them but then you know I'll get people I do know that I think oh yeah, and genuinely, it is not, it doesn't make you a bad person to see someone else being successful, feel a certain way about it, mm. and hide them and mute them. It yeah. doesn't make you a bad person. It yeah, makes yeah. you human, yeah. and it means that you are safeguarding your own mental health, which, as we've said time and time again on this podcast, yeah. is the number one priority. Number one responsibility of yours to, to safeguard your own mental health. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a good one. Um, six... This is a, this kind of, it's a really obvious one. Stop scrolling. Okay, now. I, <laughs> there we go, that's it. No, yeah, that's, that's it. Moving on. <laughs> um, what I mean by that is, so you'll do this thing, which will annoy the hell out of me when you do it, but you're absolutely right to do it. Brilliant, this You'll just, I'll be on my phone, and you'll be like, what are you looking at? And you're not saying, show me what you're looking at, but you're like, <laughs> Are you doing something productive or are you just freaking scrolling? Because <laughs> Do I do that? The thing is, I start doing it to me now, yeah, as a result of this. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, hang on. I, I was sitting on the bed this morning. Yeah. And I was like, get off your phone. You know, when you, I heard you say that. Yeah, and it's like I, I suddenly realised I was just scrolling, you know. And if you catch yourself doing it, just just correct it. Yep. Just like, right, okay, I'll close it down. I can stop stop now. Mm. The more you get into the habit of catching yourself, you know, consciously, oh, look, I'm scrolling now. Yeah. And I'm taking in stuff that I have no reason to be finding out about. You yes. Know? Um, then just, oh, oh yes. look, Sharon down the road is, is yeah. writing to the council. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I saw, I saw the local Facebook group for, for where we live. I saw, I saw what's going on about the roads, you know. Okay, I know that now. I'm not sure I needed to, but there we go. Um, so stuff like that. Yeah, just, just when you catch yourself scrolling, be that best friend to yourself and say, do you need to do that? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at it? 
Um, that sort of stuff, yeah. And finally, number seven, um, you can remove the apps off your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds really sounds obvious. Sounds really <laughs> obvious. Um, so our, our friends, Loz and Baz, they only have, so they, they do a lot of their, their business on Facebook. That's their marketing strategy is yep. getting out on socials, um, as many businesses it is. But they, have, they don't have the Facebook app. They have the business app. So all they do is they go on there, they post their content, yep. and they engage with their audience periodically several times a day. Yep. But they don't just open the Facebook app and look through other people's content and scroll. No. Because, and that's how they get so much done on social media. They get so much done. Because they don't fall down the well. They no. don't fall into the scroll hole. No. You know? Scroll I've, I've hole. Li- I've literally just made that term up. Hashtag and- scroll hole. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm really pleased with that. But oh my god! Anyway, he's going to be talking about that for days. That's what I'm taking from this episode. Is that hashtag... we're not calling we're not calling this episode hashtag scroll hole. Oh, I'll no. put it in the description. You put it in the description. Thank you. <laughs> I really hope people now go and check the description. Also, also on um, again on on iPhone. I'm not sure how it works on Android, but on iPhone, you can remove the app from your home screen. Mm-hmm. So you it is still on your phone but you have to work a little bit harder to find it. You have to go searching for it. And I find as well, that is also, because I've done that too. Honestly, I feel like I've put so many procedures in place for myself. I have to do that too. So if I really, really (laughs) want to go on Facebook, not only do I have to go seek out and find the app, but also if I happen to look at it for more than 20 minutes in a day, I then get told not to. (laughs) And it's really sort of, I, it, it was the other day, I think, and uh, you told me that one of our friends had posted something and I said, oh, I can't look at it, my time is up. Because I, I yeah. really didn't want to. And yeah. I was like, I'll look at it tomorrow. Because you can. Because I it. can. Because the world ain't going to end if no. you wait for tomorrow. I've done this thing where, I think it was probably a few months back, actually. I went to, I picked up my phone to set my alarm for, for the next day. In the time it took me to reach over and pick my phone up You'd forgotten. and look at the screen... <laughs> I instantly opened Facebook without Brilliant. even thinking about it. Brilliant. And then I put my phone down and I, I went, I sat back in bed like, I haven't set me alarm. I'm literally, <laughs> yeah, so it's a, just moving your app can actually break that pattern. Like exactly. Yeah. What I will say is before we started recording this, so our, our podcasts, we like them to be roughly about 50 minutes in length. And uh, Tim said to me, Let's not worry if we can't make this one 50 minutes. We are over an hour. We are over This an is our longest. I told you I had a lot to say. You did say. I had a lot to say about social say. media. And I am nowhere near done. Oh, really? We will revisit this. Yeah, also, I, I want to revisit this for the reason of talking about the content in that documentary we've referenced. Yes. Because that talks about a whole other aspect of, yes. of social media and how it impacts our mental health. So, so imagine imagine a, a social media versus reality round two. Round two. Coming quite soon because, um, as I said... I thoroughly believe that social media, as I say, whilst responsible for for a great many wonderful, amazing and brilliant things in the past 10 years, is also responsible for so many people's mental health issues, for yes. so many people's feelings of inadequacy, feelings of, you know, comparison and yeah. self-esteem, Christ, self-esteem. Mm. And, and I genuinely think that without it the world wouldn't be the way it is both no. good and bad yeah, i agree um it feels at the moment like a necessary evil um because 
for example, for me, if I go to buy something from, from a company I've never heard of before, yeah. I don't check their website. I check if they've got a social media presence yeah. because then I can read reviews. Then it makes me feel, you know, more secure. So the way we're going at the moment is we, we use social media as a search engine. Yeah. We use it to find businesses, to find products, to find things. And it's so much more than it was when it was just reconnecting with old friends. Yeah. And what we have to remember is that social media is a business. In fact, it's one of the number one businesses in the world. Yeah. So it is, literally relies on you to be on it as much as possible mm. because it can sell things to you it can put things to you how many of you have casually mentioned something to somebody or casually searched for something and then all of a sudden you're bombarded on every single <laughs> social media platform um with you know if you if you said you know what i might i might look for a new denim jacket i think and then all of boom here's a denim jacket here's one here's another <laughs> denim jacket blue one white one black one here are all the denim jackets you could want it is obviously listening to you. And I'm not saying this in a conspiracy kind of way. I'm saying this in a marketing kind of way. It's actually very, very clever. Mm. But please know that what you see on social media is not real life. Mm -hmm. And if there is any takeaway to be had from this episode, it is very much that. It is not to feel inadequate with what you see because the people you see on social media, then they're not real. You know, the yeah. experiences you see on social media, they're not real. And it's all just, as you said, Tim, it's it's curated and it's highlights. Yeah. It's highlights, you know? And that's and that's it. They're, they're working very, very hard to create that particular highlight reel for you. Yeah. Um, so it's okay to enjoy it. It's yes. okay to engage in it. But don't confuse it for reality. Yeah. Okay? And don't feel like your worth needs to come from it either. Precisely. Because you, listener, are brilliant, wonderful, amazing and you can do brilliant, wonderful, and amazing things. Remember that. I think that's the perfect thought to end <laughs> this week's episode on. Uh, Sorry it was a bit longer, guys. As I said, I had a lot to talk about. We are going to do a part two on this because yeah, I haven't will. even scratched the surface <laughs> on how I feel about social media. But for now, I hope you have a fantastic week, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Um, funnily enough... You can find Tim and I on social media. <laughs> Is there some irony there in that? Uh, I, I always know. sign off with our with our platforms. So you, you do, can, actually. You can come find me on Instagram at BritMarieBox. You can find Tim at TimBoxMindCoach. We love, love, love when you guys tag us that you're listening to the podcast. So... So please do tag us yeah, if, you please are, keep doing that. if you awesome. are listening. And and if you're getting something positive from this, because we're really enjoying doing these for you guys and we'd love to know what you think. Are you enjoying it? Are you getting something positive from it? Tag us both on Instagram and um, and we'll get back to you, but not between 10pm uh, and 7am. <laughs> or you'll, it'll be radio silence. My phone will tell me off. <laughs> okay, Thanks bye. very much, guys. Have a lovely day. And keep thinking outside the box. Bye. Bye.